0: Jerome Payne's new deal means the Washington Commanders will keep their pair of first round defensive tackles together, but likely means one of their first round defensive ends is going to be playing elsewhere in 2024. That and mock draft Monday on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Commanders fans the Lockdown Commanders Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And We thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media, covering your Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And You can find me there or here or on Twitter at dharrison.com. 82 Mock Draft Monday reflecting the new draft order after some big trades over the past few days coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. But first, I'm incredibly happy for Deron Payne getting his deal done, but it might signal the eventual end of the road for one of two starting defensive ends. So if you're just getting caught up reported on Sunday by ESPN's Adam Schefter, at least that's the first person I saw reporting it. Deron Payne, defensive tackle extraordinaire for the Washington Commanders, signing a four-year, $90 million contract. 60 of that, reportedly, is guaranteed. Now, this is a little bit of a surprise, but there was a little bit of foreshadowing here. Ron Rivera spoke previously about trying to take care of their own in-house guys before worrying too much about the NFL draft and before looking too deeply into the upcoming uh, free agency pool. Now, that doesn't mean Washington hasn't been looking at the free agents that are coming available uh, here actually as of noon Eastern time on Monday when legal tampering uh, officially begins. But he made an emphasis on wanting to take care of their own guys first. And they have done that now by re signing Duran Payne to this contract. And look, we've talked about it a lot on this show over the last year. I mean, going back all the way to 2022's training camp, uh, really OTA is where Duran Payne was there. He was doing some of the individual drill work, hitting the sled, hitting the volleyball, uh, which proved to be very, very valuable during, during the course of the season. I mean, the win against the Atlanta Falcons alone, if you don't remember, the tip pass gets intercepted. That drill alone there uh, run by defensive line coach Jeff Scanina can be directly attributed to that win, or at least that play, closing out the win uh, for the Washington Commanders. So the conversation of, is Duron Payne going to stay in Washington was never centered around whether or not Duron Payne was worthy of staying in Washington. He's absolutely worthy of staying in Washington. He's proven that over the years, showing the talent and the ability that made him a first-round draft pick in the first place. Now, coming into 2022, some of the question marks really surrounded consistent effort, consistent play and production, and he turned that on in 2022, uh, definitely showing that he has that next level and the consistent ability. <laughs> Uh, to be a consistent performer for the team. Um, and now he's got his deal. Now he's got his money. So, of course, now all the all the questions are going to turn to and the attention is going to turn to, well, is this fool's gold? Is Duran going to now make good on the commander's investment? And, of course, that's something that's to be seen. I don't think there's any reason uh, to necessarily believe that Deron Payne won't make good uh, on the deal. But the Washington commanders have obviously been convinced that Duron Payne is something they need to keep for the long term. Whether this has to do with Federi Mathis's injury or not, I can't believe that they would take a second-round defensive tackle in the 2022 NFL draft without at least some inkling they may need that defensive tackle to be a starter the following season. Now, of course, suffering the injury uh, that he did in the first week of his rookie year, not being able to come back from that. We still have to see how he comes back and recovers and bounces back from that injury, of course, but either way. Deron Payne, previously franchised head, was going to be with Washington this year one way or another. Now he's going to be here for another three years uh, on top of that. So we'll have to keep a look at the contract details as they emerge, but it's safe to say that because of this deal, that's the the ripple effect. This show is kind of all about ripple effects here, right? Because of this deal now, you've already paid John Allen. Now you've paid Deron Payne. I don't see how you can extend both Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Now, granted, if you can get starting caliber quarterback play out of Sam Howell, like it seems like the team uh, is geared to try to do, that's great. And he's cheap, which affords you the ability to to pay some other people. You know what I mean? But I don't know how much money you can really smartly contribute to the defensive line by itself before you have to eventually make a hard decision. That's going to be, and, and in my opinion, that's what this kind of signals, is a hard decision coming regarding either Chase Young or Montez Sweat. Here in the very near future, both of these guys currently are playing on contract season or con- playing on the end of their contract. They're in contract years this season if they don't get a new deal or if Young doesn't get his fifth year option picked up, which is uh, reportedly worth about 17 and a half million dollars. So depending on the, the cap number, right, depending on the salaries, these things are, are kind of weird. We know that Deron Payne has a lot of guaranteed money, but that doesn't mean that all of that guaranteed money is necessarily hitting the books this season. So. Depending on how they work that contract, i we'll have to keep an eye on what that means. But it's possible that the the, the Washington Bears were able to shape this deal with Deron Payne in a way that basically you pick up Chase Young's fifth year option and you shape Deron Payne's contract to where next year's cap pick. Because remember Chase Young's current year contract that's that's set. It's his the fifth year option would be for next season, right? So that number could be somewhat palatable, right? But Montez Sweat is playing a contract year. If he doesn't get an extension. He will be playing on an expiring contract, which I feel like the Washington Commanders are probably more likely to do because of what it kind of did for De'Ron Payne. It kind of lit a fire up under him uh, and really got some next-level performances out of De'Ron Payne and eventually ended up with his getting a very, very big payday. Again, surprised just because of the logistics and the finances of it. Not surprised because of the talent. Surprised because of the logistics. Really thought this was going to be a franchise tag deal. Uh, De'Ron Payne would play one more year. Federia Mathis would hopefully, quote unquote, grow into that next uh, starting defensive tackle. Duran would probably go get his payday next year. The commanders would get a 2025 third round compensatory pick out of it. And that's basically the way that situation would unfold. But now, Payne is here. So, who's next? Like, someone's got to kind of be that tough decision that this team's got to make, whether it be Chase Young, whether it be Montez Sweat. Could be Cam Curl. He's he's the guy who's who's playing on an expiring contract uh, as well. So, there are some some ripple effects to this that will kind of start to show themselves as we get deeper and deeper into the contract situations of all of these guys. But I wouldn't be surprised if both Sweat and Curl uh, play on expiring contracts this year, sort of, again, the way that Pain did. And then the commanders try to figure it out after that. Uh, look, they could also sign them. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of little different wrinkles Here And again, once we know the details of Payne's contract, that'll help us kind of sort all that out. Speaking of getting other players under contracts, here are the next three guys. I was just kind of thinking about this. Not talking about extensions, right? But guys who are already on expiring, like their contracts expired or will expire on uh, Wednesday officially um, at the end of the 2022 season. First guy I can think of, Wes Schweitzer. I know he's a little bit older, veteran guy, not really a true blue starting caliber offensive lineman, but he can play guard. He can play center. He did play guard. He did play center. Uh, especially with Trace Rullier's back-to-back season-ending injury situation. Not unsure, you know, not sure right now from a media standpoint on how he's recovering, what the prognotion or prog- prognosis is for him uh, moving forward. I can see the team trying to bring back Wes Schweitzer. Taylor Heineke obviously is on that list, uh, the quarterback. Kind of hinted at during Super Bowl week that there was already a deal potentially being agreed to. I'm um, Almost kind of expected to hear something about that earlier. Maybe that's something that we'll hear about here. In the coming hours before we get to legal tampering, then Jeremy Reeves, um, all pro special teams player. You know, I know he's not a consistent player or starter on as a safety uh, in the defensive back group there necessarily. But special teams play. Don't 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 sleep on special teams players, guys. And Jeremy Reeves, obviously uh, one of the best, the best in the 2022 NFL season. So those three players, West White, Taylor Heineke, Jeremy Reeves, not talking about extensions. Talking about guys who are on whose whose contracts are literally set to expire. Uh, They're becoming free, unrestricted free agents that I expect the Washington Panthers to probably try uh, and bring back. Cole Holcomb is obviously uh, out there as well. Our mock drafts are about to start changing rapidly because legal tampering starts about 12 hours after this episode publishes, and news is going to be flying fast. The draft order has already shifted thanks to some trades, and that's already changing the way that Washington may have to approach the upcoming NFL draft. We're going to dive into those changes next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you've got to give this game a try and be forewarned. It's not as easy as you might think it is to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory to build a historic dynasty. The best part is you get to do it your way. I prefer a 3-4 base defense, and I like a vertical attacking offense, so I set out to build my coaching staff in that light, but I found out quickly that not all three, four coaches are built the same, and it took a couple tries to really get the right coach for the job. Eventually, we got there. From there, it's all about building the roster to work together and fit the vision of the coaches hired, starting with your first off-season's free agent period, and then the draft. Ultimate Football GM is fun, engaging, updates regularly with new features, and can be played literally everywhere. Wi-Fi, data signal, or on airplane mode, whatever it is, you can be the Ultimate Football GM. You've been killing these mock draft submissions, so I want to see your football dynasties as well. Show me your first draft pick, your best record, and, of course, if you win a championship, definitely let me know so I can pick your brain for ideas to steal. It is a copycat league, after all. And make sure you use your free 100% boost to your franchise because Locked On Commanders listeners, you get a 100% free boost when you use the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On all caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM starts your dynasty today.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.
0: Again, Commanders fans, for making the long time Commanders Podcast, your first listen or your first view of the day. Two NFL draft trades went down before today's recording, and those two alone did not involve Washington directly, but have certainly impacted the players they may get in this April's NFL draft. So let's evaluate before we do. In case you're not fully aware of the details surrounding surrounding the recent trades, first and foremost, Chicago Bears trade the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. In the deal, the Chicago Bears get wide receiver, DJ Moore, number nine overall pick this year, the number 61 overall pick this year, a 2024 first and a 2025 second from the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers get number one overall pick and uh, either Bryce Stroud or CJ or Bryce Stroud, Bryce or CJ Stroud or Will Levis, one of the quarterbacks that they fall uh, in love with or hopefully have already fallen in love with. Uh, a second trade went down. Not directly for draft picks, but there is a draft implication here. The Rams, the Los Angeles Rams are trading cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins Uh, in exchange for Jalen Ramsey. The Rams get from Miami tight end Hunter Long and the number 77th overall pick in this year's NFL draft. That is a third round pick uh, in this year's draft. So the Bears and Panthers trade impacts the commanders. Directly. This means Washington is going to see DJ Moore when they host the Chicago Bears this coming season, along with quarterback Justin Fields and fellow receiver Darnell Mooney. Washington also faces the Rams and they face the Dolphins. So they'll host Jalen Ramsey and the Miami Dolphins and they'll visit the Los Angeles Rams and their new tight end that they just got, plus whoever they drafted in the third round specifically as it pertains uh to this trade. But these trades are also gonna have ripple effects that impact Washington even further starting in the first round where Carolina's move up from number nine to number one will impact the Washington commanders at number 16. And here's how in the pre-trade mock draft scenarios that I ran four quarterbacks went in the first eight picks of these mock drafts, right? And and, and mock drafts are not infallible. Obviously there's, there's certainly flaws with, with any of you can find flaws in any of them, whether it be an evaluation or an opinion of a player or a team need or what have you, but running a pre-trade, right? I set all the parameters back. I sent D.J. Moore back to Carolina. All the picks went. Chicago saw the number one overall pick. Four quarterbacks went in the first eight picks. Doing that at number 16, when you get there, the top three commanders targets, right? And again, this is based off of team need as the the roster stands today. The top three commanders targets, safety, Brian Branch out of Alabama, Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid, and Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks. And I know Not everybody thinks the commanders need a tight end in this draft. I get you. I got you. But until a Mike Gusecki or or somebody or Dalton Schultz comes through the door, me personally, I'm leaving that need up there on the board. So those are your three top commanders targets, right? They all kind of fill needs uh, that the commanders have. For me, I'm going Alabama safety, Brian Branch. Now, again, this is before the trade. Once you let the trade go through, now the Carolina Panthers have the number one pick. The Bears have number nine in the first round. Four quarterbacks go in the first seven picks. So before the trade, they go in the first eight picks. After the trade, they go in the first seven picks. Big whoop, right? Here's the difference, though. In the post-trade mock draft, three of those quarterbacks go in the first four picks, whereas before, the number one overall pick alone was a defensive player. So by the time we get to number 16 of the Washington Commanders, you still have Dalton Kincaid. You still have Deontay Banks, but Brian Branch is gone. Brian Branch is no longer available for the Washington Commanders. Instead. The next top target on the list for the Washington Commanders is an offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, Anton Harrison. And that is who I pick for the Washington Commanders in this scenario. So already right there, you see the guy that we took with the 16th overall pick in the pre-draft scenario, Brian Branch, he's gone. I think he went to number 15th overall to the Green Bay Packers, one pick ahead of Washington's. And that kind of shows that trickle down of yeah, the the quarterbacks were taken earlier, but now there's not as many quarterbacks available. So teams that maybe would have spent a later pick on a quarterback are now spending it on a position player that's starting to deplete the pool of position players taking Brian Branch off the board before we could grab him. So we end up with Oklahoma offense tackle Anton Harrison, and now that's going to cause ripple effects. So we went defensive first round, pre-trade. Now after these trades, we're looking at an offensive player uh, according to this mock draft exercise. So we go to pick number 47. Following up on the pre-trade pick of Brian Branch, we already have a safety. So the top three Commanders targets on the board at that point in time are Stanford quarterback Tanner McKee, Washington State linebacker linebacker Dayon Henley, and TCU guard Steve Avila. So I already went safety in the first round. So here I'm going to go with guard Steve Avila. If you've listened to mock draft episodes in the pre in, in the past, you know I'm a big fan of this dude. He is a dude. TCU's inside offensive lineman uh, coming to Washington for me. Uh, I almost went linebacker. I definitely gave Dayon Henley so out of Washington State some strong consideration, but the Washington Commanders defense has really minimized the linebacker position lately. Jamin Davis did take some steps. We'll see what happens with Cole Holcomb, stuff like that, but in in the current shape of the Washington Commanders defense, I just feel like they're not prioritizing the linebacker as much as maybe we are out here, so I'm going to go with the offensive lineman, which we know everybody prioritizes, and with Branch selected, The trio of Curl, Forrest, and Branch, I think those guys are getting a lot of time on the football field, which even further minimizes the linebacker position. So that's number 47. That's pre-trade. That world no longer exists. Post-trade, after the trade. So we already have an offense sack, right? We got Anton Harrison because of the ripple effects. Well, now that further ripple effect leaves us options like McKee, the Stanford quarterback, is still uh, an option. Kansas State Edge, Felix Anaduke Uzama, Anuduke, Anuduke Uzama, enters the picture here now, and then Henley, uh, again, is on the board. We went offense first time. Look, I know Tanner McKee is getting some buzz. I don't personally buy it. I don't think they're going quarterback in the second round. So I go Kansas State, Edge, Felix, Anudike, Uzama. Avila was still available here, but the shift from safety to offensive tackle here because of these trades in the first round kind of prevents me from going offensive line back-to-back, so I target defense. Washington drafted a defensive tackle math Mathis last year in the second round because they had Deron Payne on an expiring contract. Chase Young and Montez Sweat, as of right now, are entering the season on expiring contracts. So I think you have the same situation here where they spend a second round draft pick on a player in that position group so that if, for whatever reason, that player either doesn't perform or they can't get a long-term deal done, you've already got a guy who's a year ahead in the development instead of trying to bring in a rookie to replace them right off the bat. So I basically just follow the commander's history here. We go edge. Felix and Udike Uzama. So again, another ripple effect from the trades happening uh, in recent days that impact the NFL draft. So already we've gone from safety and interior offensive line before the Bears Panthers trade impacted the first round shift. Now we have shifted to an offensive tackle, so so perimeter offensive line. I guess we want to call it, offensive tackle and an edge rusher to potentially, unfortunately, have to replace either Chase Young or Montez Sweat uh, in 2024 and. Knock on wood, but you never know with injuries these days, right? So that's your first two rounds that we've already shifted this thing. It's almost like a quantum leap of NFL draft because of trades, right? We're going to go into the third round to finish today's three-round mock draft, reacting to the trades between Chicago Bears and Carolina Panthers already. But now the Miami Dolphins and Rams are going to get involved. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. The final stretch of the NBA regular season is coming up, and now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, and that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even threes drained. For Monday's NBA schedule, I'm taking the Houston Rockets with 12 and a half points against the Boston Celtics, but I'm taking Boston on the money line, and I'm taking Phoenix plus four against the Golden State Warriors. Those are my Monday bets. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, so don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One more picks made before we wrap up this week's mock draft Monday, and that's coming in the third round. We've got two third round picks to make because we're doing a pre trade scenario and a post trade scenario, right? The Chicago bears uh, flipping out of the number one spot for the ninth overall spot. Uh, The Carolina Panthers moving from nine to one. We've already seen the ripple effects of how that's going to impact the first round and then into the second round, how that even further impacts things. Now we're in the third round, and this is where the Miami Dolphins and Los Angeles Rams get involved. Really, New England Patriots, because the the pick and the Miami Dolphins sent to the uh, Los Angeles Rams for Jalen Ramsey is from the New England Patriots. So It went from the Pats to the Dolphins. Uh, Now it's to the Rams. So they went from Northeast to South east i guess south florida right and then uh, now all the way over to the west coast so before that trade happens coming into the third round we've already got a safety you've already got a guard your top three commanders targets are bowling green edge carl brooks uab halfback running back dwayne mcbride and tulane linebacker dorian williams i've got a safety i've got a guard so i've got a pass defender i've got a pass protector hopefully offensive guard Steve will help us do that now i'm gonna go get a pass rusher with Bowling Green edge, Carl Brooks. That gives me a safety, a guard, and an edge, but that's before the draft. Now, after the draft, again, we've got these changes that are happening. We already have a tackle. We already have an edge rusher. So now your top three targets are McBride. Williams is still there as well. But now Florida State safety, Jamie Robinson, is actually still available because the needs of teams that are now drafting ahead of us, the Rams are no longer picking at pick 77. Now it's the Dolphins. That single shift alone eventually leads to Florida State safety Jamie Robinson still being available on the board. So that's exactly where we're going to go. We're going Florida State safety Jammy Robinson, and that gives us our defense back. So, again, both classes, we have a pass protector in the form of an office of linemen, right, guards. I get it. We don't typically call them pass protectors, but you get the gist, right? We've got a pass pass rusher and an edge defender, and now we've got a pass defender by way Of a defensive back. So here are two draft classes. Again, if you're looking at this on YouTube, on the left hand side, the pre draft trade scenario Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama in the first round, followed by Steve Avila, the guard out of TCU in the second round. Third round, we go edge Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green. But now with the draft, I, I didn't fix the slide. They both say pre draft trades. It's my fault. Post draft trades, we get Anton Harrison, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma in the first round. Edge Felix and you DK Uzama out of Kansas State in the second round. And then third round, we get safety Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. So, really similar classes, right? But the difference in player, like instead of getting a first round offensive lineman, you're getting a second round offensive lineman. Third round edge versus a second round edge, first round DB versus a third round DB. Jamie Robinson, uh, probably plays a little bit of nickel, a little bit more kind of. I think he's a little bit more of an in the box type of. Of guys, so really, it's kind of a pick your poison, pick your flavor. But these two classes, while they look somewhat similar in the positions addressed, you may have a favorite here uh over one or the other. If you do, let me know which one you prefer. Which of these classes you prefer? Do you like the post draft trade uh scenario that we just unfolded, or do you prefer the pre? And is there a way that we can get that pre? Because I mean, if Brian Branch ain't available. That kind of throws everything off of uh, off of a cliff right then and there, doesn't it? At number. 16 overall for the Washington Commanders. So, again, just a little fun exercise that I thought you guys might enjoy, kind of looking at how these early uh, draft trades, there's certainly more draft trades to come, more picks are going to change hands. And then, of course, legal tampering beginning at noon Eastern time on Monday will greatly impact uh, what teams need and who they're going to target in the first round. It's going to be a lot of fun to go through that with you here on the Lockdown Commanders podcast. And in the meantime, we thank you for making us your first listener first view of the day for your second listen may we recommend the locked on nfl draft podcast damian parson and keith sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest nfl draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite nfl franchise find locked on nfl draft where we each podcast and on youtube part of the Locked on podcast network your team every day if you want to join in the conversation drop your comments down in the youtube comment box or hit me up on email, via email, at LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or in the DMs on Twitter at commanders and at d harrison 82 If you got your own mock drafts, especially with legal tampering coming, especially with these trades happening, please let me know. Drop them in the email box or drop them into the DMs uh, on Twitter. Some of you already have, and we will be getting to those in the next few episodes of Mock Draft Mondays. Sign off for today. I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation find me there find me here and on twitter at d harrison 82 until we speak again if you're out and about please be safe be kind to one another and we'll see you next time right here for another episode of locked on commanders